unpopular opinions, a healthy dose of introspection, and a few laughs, this is the recipe for becoming our best selves. Welcome to the Socially Misguided Podcast, a show where we hold space for growth by empowering each other to have tough conversations. I'm your host, Sarah Villarreal, and while it may seem like I have it all together, I'm trying to cope with living in a culture of impossible expectations and harmful ideologies. So if you felt the same way, then this is the place for you. There's a lot to unpack, but remember, we're in this together. to talk about friendship today. So if you've been listening to the podcast in order, you know that I've mentioned that we are moving from Houston to San Antonio. Not there. I don't know where that is. We're moving from Houston to San Antonio. And at the time I'm recording this, we're about three weeks out from our move. So I'm feeling a lot of different emotions. I'm excited. I think, I mean, this is definitely a great opportunity for our family. We've been kind of wanting, I think, a change of pace and a new adventure, but at the same time, you know, we're leaving, we have a lot of family here, and then we've lived in the same general area for the past seven years, so I think for the first time in my life, I have had probably the strongest friendships that I've ever had, and I do want to go into that a little bit later because I think that that is something in my life that I'm so grateful for, but... I wanted to talk about this because I think so many of us are in a similar situation. So whether you're moving to a new city or maybe you are starting a new job or your kids are at a new school, I mean, I feel like there are always these points in our life where we have to make new friends. And based on my Google search, I actually just put in the search engine how to make friends and you know how Google will fill in fill in the blanks for you. People are searching this. It's like how to make friends as an adult, how to make friends if you're awkward, how to make friends in a new city. So this is clearly something that we all struggle with or at least have to go through. So I think it's really important to talk about this. Another reason why I want to talk about this is because for whatever reason, don't you feel like friendships are the one relationship that we don't have as much data on. And I know that sounds really like clinical and scientific and not very fun, but think about it. We have endless books on, you know, marriage advice and groups for divorcees and books on, you know, how to raise your kids. But friendship is one of those things that I think as a society, we just approach it as like, well, it's just natural. You'll just figure it out. And that's another thing I want to talk about is all these adult friendship myths, because I think we're being sent so many messages that aren't true. And one that makes it harder to make friends because we have all of these like unrealistic expectations or pressures that we're trying to live up to. And two, if we haven't been able to do that, I think it makes people feel like they've failed somehow. So the first friendship myth I want to talk about is the idea that friendship just happens. (laughs) 
And I'm going to caveat this and say that I'm specifically talking about adult friendships because I think that's where this idea gets kind of lost in translation. It seems like it does just happen when we're kids, right? I mean, you're playing on the monkey bars and there's another kid on the monkey bars and you, I remember being such a charismatic kid. I mean, I think so many of us were, not everyone. I know there are a lot of shy people as well, but it's so easy as a kid to just say, hey, you want to be friends? And then you are, and you play the entire time together. And then if, you know, if you're at school, like you play with that person every single time at recess, like it's just so organic and it's so easy. And so I think that myth is true at one point in our lives, but that is not how things happen as an adult. And when we feel like it should, I think maybe that puts us in a position where we don't maybe make as much effort. Or again, we feel like we failed if we don't have those friendships that just happen, that just fall into place, you know, people that just like fall into our lap. And a perfect example of this is, like I said, we've lived in the same general area for about seven years. So when we moved to this area, I actually joined this huge moms group. There are different branches of it, but for whatever reason, the one in this area was like massive. But it was such an amazing experience because I basically got to be put in a situation where there were tons of people and then kind of I was able to find my people, you know, in, in much a much smaller number within that group. And these friendships I still have today. I mean, these are a group of women that our kids have grown up together. We have seen the highest highs and the lowest lows. We've been through family deaths together and divorces and promotions and births. And, you know, I mean, just I am so thankful for this group of women that I've met. And I'm honestly really sad to move away from them, you know, too, because this is the first time in my life that I've had that kind of friendship. And let me backtrack for a second because I have been really blessed in my life to have my husband considered as my best friend. And I know everyone says that, but like, I really mean it. (laughs) He gets me in a way that I think so many other people don't. And he is cool with all the quirks and everything. And then, you know, an even longer friendship is my sister. I'm super close to my sister. I definitely consider her one of my best friends. I mean, we call or text each other every single day. She's actually currently blowing up my phone right now asking about outfit choices. And so, hey, Jess. So I'm really lucky to have those relationships in my life. And I think that's maybe created an environment for me where I haven't felt the need or I guess as much of a need to lean into other friendships. And I know not everyone has that. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out here. But for the purposes of this episode, I'm definitely talking about friendships outside of family. I think I feel like there's so many people that have that have friends that they've had from like, you know, middle school into high school. And then here at 30 years old, you know, they're still really close with and I just never had that. I remember going to high school and I was the new girl in 10th grade. And I made a group of friends, but I still always felt like the new girl to some degree. And some of that, I think, was probably me projecting my own insecurities. And um, we're going to talk a little bit later in the episode about something called the liking gap, which I think maybe contributed to that. But the other part of that is I think it is hard to come into a friend group where a lot of the people that I were friends with knew each other from elementary school. So in a way, I still very much was the new girl. 
And then in college, I went to FITM in Los Angeles. And because it was an art school, a design school, it just didn't have the same college feel. So (laughs) when we moved to Texas, do not come for me for saying this, but when we came, it was such a stark contrast when when we moved from LA to Texas because I went to that kind of school where like everyone commuted in from other places in Los Angeles and everyone was already like interning and very focused on their career. There were no sororities. There were no um there were no sports teams. Like so my college experience was very different and I never had I, I did have some friends from there that were a little bit more of a core group, but I actually ended up becoming friends with them because we also happened to work at the same store. But so anyway, so when we moved from Los Angeles to Houston, we started getting introduced to a lot of people that went to A&M, which is great. I mean, we have some really close friends that went to A&M, and you might be listening to this and have gone there. But I'm laughing because there is something that tie or bond, I don't even know what you call it, for that college is so strong. We were like is this a school or is this a cult? Like, and I'm totally kidding. Do not come for me. I love my A&M friends, but it was just such a different experience. And I was like, wow, like no wonder you guys ties with these other people that went to the school are so strong. Like you live it, you breathe it. Um, it was just such a different experience than what I was used to. So all that to say, it really took us moving to this suburb that we've been, or the same general you know, area of suburbs we've been in for the last several, seven years to make those lasting, really deep friendships. And even that, again, back to this myth of it just happens, it didn't just happen. So even though we were in the same place and lived in the same area and had kids the same age, it just takes time and it takes a lot of intentionality and it takes a while to find those people and to open up. And so after we get over the whole idea that, you know, friendship just happens, another myth I think a lot of us are working against is kind of this idea that once you're friends, you can just coast, right? Like once you're friends, you have checked the box and the friendship just takes off. But for anyone who's been lucky enough to have these deep and meaningful friendships, you know that friendship, much like any other relationship in your life, takes work. It takes intentionality. It takes time. I mean, I've been so lucky to be in this group of women that we really do take the time for each other. If someone's kid is sick, we send them a text and check in or ask, hey, can I drop something off, you know, at your porch? Because I know that your kid's been throwing up all night and you probably don't want to leave the house. Or when we were in the newborn phase, it's like asking, how are you doing? Like, no, how are you really doing? I don't want the whole, like, I'm fine, we're good. How are you doing? Because we know that raising a newborn, at least for me, was a very hellish experience (laughs) to some degree. The sleep deprivation and the constant crying and leaky boobs and the cracked nipples. Like, it's just, it is not a, at least for me, not a beautiful time of life. So it takes trust and time to build up relationships where you really can kind of pull off the mask and say, no, I'm actually struggling. No, this actually sucks, you know, or can you come help me? Like, I feel like I'm drowning. And I think maybe some of us could have those deeper connections if we realize that, you know, you can't just check the box. Like friendship does take work, but it is so worth it when you have those that kind of relationship with people. And so another idea I see being thrown around quite a bit is that 
once you're friends, you have to stay friends. And I know this sounds like a little bit maybe callous and a little bit controversial, but I think we would be so much better off if we could just understand that it is incredible. Like if you have had a friend since kindergarten and you are still friends, that is an incredible like once in a lifetime kind of relationship. But I think most relationships, most friendships in our life aren't meant to be like that. And maybe they're meant to be just for a season, or maybe that person was meant to teach you something, or you were meant to teach them something. And that's a part of friendship that can be really difficult when you start to drift or you start to outgrow the people that you've been hanging out with. Have you ever been in that situation? To me, that's actually even harder than having more of like an argument or kind of like a blowing up point. Because as uncomfortable as confrontation is, at least everyone knows where they stand. I think when you slowly start to drift and you kind of, you know, you feel it, you know the other person feels it, or you feel like you're outgrowing someone because maybe when you became friends, you were a different person and now you're on a different path or you are ready to become this new version of yourself. That's harder Because there isn't anything that you can look back on and say like, oh, that was the end of our friendship or that was the fight that changed everything. It's kind of this slow, organic process. And then I think in our society, we don't talk about it either. And I'll be honest, I mean, I've definitely felt that with friends and I don't know what to do either. I don't know if you talk about it. Like, do you address it? I mean, that's kind of awkward too. Do you just naturally let things kind of distance and fizzle out? And I think where I've landed with that is just acknowledging that it is okay for friendships to be fluid. Maybe some people will come in and out of your life for a season, or maybe they'll come in and out. Maybe they'll come into your life and then go out of your life, but come in at a different time. And I think that's okay too. So I think if we can just take this pressure off of ourselves that says, once we were friends with someone, we have to be friends for the rest of our life. I think that fluidity we'll be able to come more naturally. And I'm not saying that that doesn't hurt. I mean, friend breakups, if if that's what we call them, you know, friend breakups, they're difficult and they're painful and we don't talk about them. But maybe that makes it a little bit easier knowing that we don't have to hold on to these friendships so tightly and we can kind of let people be fluid and do what they need to do and, and grow. And I think for me with this move, I know that I need friends. I know my life is going to be so much fuller and so much richer. And I think most of us have had some kind of experience where we can feel that, right? I mean, the times where you feel so energized after getting together or just having the peace of mind knowing that you can call someone and tell them how you're actually feeling and you don't have to put on this filter and you don't have to, you know, what you're telling them doesn't have to be like the highlight reel of your life. It can actually be the stuff that's actually going on. And so it's scientifically proven that we need friends and to have good friendships to positively impact our life. It also helps combat loneliness, which I, I was just listening to the Happiness Lab podcast where they do a deep dive on loneliness at the beginning and talking about how it impacts sleep and it can, you know, trigger all kinds of other things that are bad for your health. So go check that out. I'll, I'll add that in the show notes, but I didn't realize how impactful loneliness is. And I'm, I wonder if so many people out there feel that. One thing my husband and I talk about when we go out on date nights is 
next time you're out, like take a look around the room. Everyone is on their phone. And even for me, I mean, you know, we kind of become addicted to the phone. So it does, it takes intentionality to not do that. But, and we definitely make sure we are not on our phones on date night. But once you start seeing how often, you know, people are sitting across from each other and they're not even talking to each other, it just makes me think, oh my God, like we're so connected as a society. But I think so many of us are actually really lonely. So we need to go make friends as scary as it seems and as kind of icky as it feels. I mean, like I said, I'm not that I don't like meeting new people, but I don't know. It just, it, okay. It really just feels like so much work (laughs) and that's a horrendous excuse, right? Like that is so stupid. I know it will make me happy. I know that it's important. I know it'll be important to my family, but I'm talking about all this because I think a lot of us are going through the same thing. And I'm also giving myself a pep talk as to why I'm not allowed to be a hermit, you know, when we move to San Antonio. (laughs) So that being said, there are a few tips that I feel like can help us feel motivated to put ourselves out there if we are in this kind of transition phase where we've moved to a new city or we've started a new job or... Maybe we've outgrown the friend group we currently have and we need to make new friends. So I just learned this and this blew my mind because I felt like I was being very directly targeted (laughs) by this study. How rude. But Yale did the study on something called the liking gap. And basically they had, they put strangers in conversation with each other. And then I guess afterward kind of uh, got feedback from each of the, uh, each of the people on what they thought about their partner, their conversation partner. And what they found is that we tend to underestimate how much people like us. So when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that is something I am so bad about. I am the queen of one, assuming that no one likes me or that someone's mad at me. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this, but that, you know, someone's upset with me even before I've done anything. Like I just, I don't know, I guess I just walk into a room and just assume like, and I'm very aware of the fact that this means that there's probably a lot of things I need to work out in therapy, but it did make me feel not only seen, but a lot less alone to know that so many other people do that. So I don't know if you've ever experienced that where you have a conversation with someone and you kind of think it went well, but then you spend your whole car ride home like second guessing what you said, second guessing how you said it, assuming that this person will never want to talk to you again. And so even though my brain tends to automatically think this way, and again, I know this is something I really need to work on and work out in therapy, but... One thing I'm going to try to be really conscious of reminding myself is to ask myself when I start thinking about this, like, what is the proof of this? Because again, I just came off saying that I have one of the closest friend groups that I have ever had and have pretty much solidly had this friend group for the past seven years. So I think when I start to assume that the person, whoever I just met, doesn't like me or won't like me or shouldn't like me or whatever it is. I think I need to ask myself for the proof because I do have to remember I did that with this group of people that I'm friends with now. 
I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, did I say the right thing? Should I text them now? Is that too early? Does that look desperate? Almost the way I think people feel a lot of times on like a first date, but I do that with friendships too. So I have to remind myself that, you know what? People do like me and you need to remind yourself that people like you. And that's why we have friends in our lives currently. And so the other side to this, which I think they kind of go hand in hand, is also realizing that you are going to underestimate how much people like you. Again, I do it all the time. But we also have to realize that we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, and that's totally okay. Like, let's be real. Do you like everyone you meet? I definitely don't. And sometimes it's written all over my face, which I'm also working on. But we are not going to like everyone, and not everyone's going to like us, and that's okay. But that doesn't mean that most people don't like us. Another thing I think we need to remember is that we cannot use time as an excuse. And I know, again, you know, when we're talking about making friends as an adult versus versus making friends as kids, time is a really big factor, right? I mean, when when you're a kid, you have no obligations. You have no responsibilities. And likely the people you're making friends with are the people that you see every single day at school. As an adult, we have careers. We have kids. We have other responsibilities. Unfortunately, time is a limited resource, but if we're making time to work out and we're making time to drink all the water we need to drink and to take our supplements and to invest in growing ourselves as a person, we also have to make time for friendships. The last thing I want to talk about, and I know that this is pretty obvious and may even sound cheesy, so at the risk of sounding cheesy, please just bear with me, but I think it's really important to keep in mind that we have to also be the friends that we want to be, right? We have to attract the people that we want in our lives and be an example of that. So I asked you on Instagram, what quality you feel makes a good friend? And I really liked some of the answers. I'll read off a couple of them. So one was honesty. One was being a good listener, which for me, that was a huge one. Another one was someone who accepts me as I am, which I love. Again, I think in this day and age, especially of social media, we are all to some degree, you know, projecting someone that we aren't or someone that we want people to think we are. And that's human nature, right? We're trying to keep up with everyone else, but your true, your people, the people that you really want to attract are going to accept you for who you are. So you might as well just project that from in the first place so that you are attracting the right people. And the last answer I really liked was you guys said that the qual- a quality that makes a good friend is someone who is willing to tell the truth. And that is so true and also really hard to do because I think there are times in our life where we don't want to hear what we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear the hard truth. We don't want to have to look in the mirror, right? Sometimes we want that yes man, but that yes man is not always your true friend. And that makes me think of a time where one of my friends was going through something really, really difficult and really unfair and just really shitty just on all fronts. And I remember she was surrounded by people that were telling her to do something that I think she wanted to do. And I remember being the person on the phone with her saying, I know everyone is encouraging you to do this, but I don't think, I think it's too soon. And I know that's hard to hear, and I want you to be happy, and I want you to be with someone, and I want you, I want all the best things for you, but I think that those friends are telling you that because it's the easy way out and because it puts them in good standing with you right now. 
yes men are a dime a dozen, but a friend who's willing to tell you the truth is someone I think who's really special. So to sum it all up, we all need friends. In order to have those, we also need to be a good friend. And as uncomfortable as it might be, and as much as for me personally, I'm not looking forward to putting myself out there once we move, it's so important for all of us to realize the only way we're going to make these friendships is if we put ourselves out there. And we deserve that, right? We deserve to be happy and we deserve to share a life with people who we enjoy being with. And hopefully we're making a meaningful impact on someone else's life. So that's all I have for today, friends. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening in. If you love this episode, please do me a favor and share with a friend. It helps us get the name out there so others can find the show and join the community. For more information or to connect, Find us on social at Socially Misguided Podcast. And remember to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. I'm so thankful to be on this journey together, and I'll see you next week.